Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Cowgirl scrambling. Logan Nolan open for three. Blocked by Marie Martin. Up ahead to Hope Beerman. Hope. Bounce pass to Mitchek under the bucket. Good! Brady's going to drive. Good in the lane. Put off the window. No good. Kerr follows with a dunk. Lincoln Kerr comes flying in and slams it down. Finds El Marco. He takes the three. He makes a three. And the foul. A test at four for El Marco Jackson. Kinnon will run it left side. Trying to find a seam. Up the hit and into the end zone. Touchdown! Kansas City Jet becomes a snowplow and a run for seven yards and a key block. And the Chiefs taste the sweet nectar of the end zone. Mahomes out of an empty backfield set. Turns left, now goes back in the end zone. Caught! Rushy Rice! Touchdown! Kansas City! They run it right side. Javante with a nice cut. Javante the goal line. Touchdown, Denver! For Javante Williams, that is his first rushing touchdown of the year. Russ takes the snap. Looks for his left, now looks for his right. Forever to throw the ball. Steps up, now throws a deep ball. He wants Cortland Sutton in the end zone. Cortland goes up and makes the catch. Touchdown, Denver. Happy Monday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz on 1025 UROCK AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Online, NBKSRadio.net, the Rocking MF. Thank you so much for joining us on this December the 11th. 28 degrees outside on our way to a high of 55 on this Monday. 50s Monday and Tuesday. Temps back into the 40s kind of the rest of the week. We'll see some 50s, I think, by late weekend of this week. So, uh, once again, not not looking like uh, Christmas outside. It's not beginning to look anything like Christmas, as a matter of fact. Uh, but dry weather ahead. Boy, we could really use some precipitation, that's for sure. My sinuses are telling me that. I had to get the humidifier out last night and... I want to make sure that, uh, anyway, things are just really drying up. Uh, Christian Peck Dimmitt will be joining the program coming up a little bit later on. He had something he had to take care of early this morning, so he'll be joining us a little bit later on. we got a full show ahead here on a Monday. Uh, once again, if you want to be a part of the Blitz, you can hit us up on our text line, the number 785-899-2222, the numbered part of the Morning Blitz. Here on this Monday morning, uh, we will have our weekend winners and losers, which we will get to coming up here uh, throughout most of the show. We'll get to the leftovers as well. Great weekend for you know Denver Broncos fans. Great weekend for uh, area regional college basketball teams. Great weekend for some area high school basketball teams uh, and wrestling teams. Uh, some picked up some uh, tournament championships. This very it was, it was just it was one of the it is one of the busiest weekends of the sports calendar throughout the entire school year this past weekend with uh, that that second weekend it feels like of the sports season uh, the winter sports season I should say always feels like one of the busiest so many tournaments whether it's wrestling or basketball just so much going on and so we have so much to get to here 
on a Monday morning. So once again, if you have weekend winners and losers, hit us up on our text line. But let's get this party started here on a Monday morning. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners and there's losers. Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, you're a loser. It's the weekend's winners and losers on the Morning Blitz. Gonna be a winner, be a winner. So kicking things off with winners, and I'm going to start very locally on this one. I think it's deservedly so. For the first time since 2006, and for just the second time ever, uh, Goodland Boys and Girls Basketball won their own topside tip-off tournament in the same exact year. Uh, The Goodland Cowgirls picking up a 42-22 win over Colby to win what is their third consecutive Topside tip-off tournament championship, uh, also and also their 12th overall in the uh, history of the 35 years of the tournament now being done. And then the Goodland Cowboys winning the topside for the first time since 2017 had been a while. Uh, it's really only the eighth time that they have won their own tournament. The Cowboys have not had as much success as the Cowgirls at winning their own tournament here in Goodland. But this past Saturday night, we saw Goodland both boys and girls win themselves a uh, it's a topside tournament championship, and, and, and there were two kind of the two big things that that stood out to me about this was that both teams made statements about what could what should be expected for this upcoming season because going into this season, I think everyone who kn- who knew Goodland High School basketball would sit back and say, well, the Cowgirls first and foremost lost so many key pieces from last year. And how are they going to replace those pieces? Uh, it's going to be very difficult to do. There are some other good teams in the area and other good teams around the state that didn't lose as much. And so I don't know if this year is going to be as good for the Cowgirls as it's been in the past. And first and foremost, not being as good does not mean it's going to be bad. Because being good, being as good, if you're going to match the previous years, that's unbelievable. You've won 43 straight basketball games. You're back-to-back, 3A state champions. You know, I don't know if the Cowgirls are going to go undefeated this year. I I don't know. I think that's a tall task to ask. I don't think they're. I don't know if they're going to go win themselves another state champ basketball title. I don't know. Maybe, but here's the thing: the, the the way they played on Saturday night really made a statement to me because one could say that you know Colby is a team that is very much up and coming. They've got a lot of young kids that have played a lot of basketball. They're now becoming. Uh, upperclassmen, and they're very talented young ladies. And Goodland just completely took them out of their element with their defense. That's the one thing that uh, you know that I've learned more and more, kind of following uh, this Goodland Calgary basketball team, is that you know it is about putting the ball in the basket to win basketball games. But here's the thing: if you can prevent the other team from putting the ball in the basket, you're going to win a lot of games, even if you're not a great offensive team. Goodland is not a phenomenal offensive team. They're not going to be a great offensive team this year. But if they can still be a really good defensive team, they're going to win a lot of basketball games. And they just absolutely hounded Colby. I mean, after allowing 12 points in the first quarter, they gave up 10 the rest of the ball game. So a dominant defensive performance. And another thing that I kind of sat back and thought about, you know, on Saturday night and Sunday morning is that that was a real culture win. You know, in previous years, and, and I'm not talking in, in, in the last two or three, maybe in the last five to seven years, it's, it's, it, it, I don't know if Goodland would have won games like that where, you know, going in, they were probably the underdog. 
That's okay. But it's because they believe that they were going to win. They've won so much in, in girls' athletics, whether it's volleyball or basketball, you know, over 200-plus victories over the last four years, I believe. They've won so much over the last few years. Now it's where they expect to win. They expect to have that W at the end of the night. It's really impressive to see. It really, truly is. So that's the big thing that stands out to me about that. Was It was a statement win for, for good and like, we're not going anywhere. We're still a really good team. We're going to be a hard team to beat. We're going to play different than maybe we have in the past. We're not going to be as offensive-minded, but we're going to be as still elite defensively as we can be. And we're still going to be a hard team to out. So that was a stand, and then just about a great winning culture that has been built over these years. It just continue, it continues to shine, and that is, and that's not saying anything negative against the opponents this weekend or against Colbert or anything. They have got really good teams, but it was just a very impressive win for Goodland. I think it just proved that the culture is, the culture is elite uh, in that Goodland Cowgirl locker room, and it's a very high winning culture. That was the statement I saw from the girls' side, and from the boys' side, I said many times before. I was visiting with even a Norton fan about this uh, on Saturday. You know, this this Goodland Cowboy team, is, is, is a, it's a talented team. I think everybody knew after the season they had last year and who they returned that this year could be a good year. Um, and, and I've always said I think they're in, about a, they're, in a, they're in the middle of a window, about a three-year window, where if you're going to do something special, and by that I mean make a deep postseason run, maybe go to the state tournament, bring home some hardware maybe, that's what I mean by having a special run uh, or having a special season. This is the time to do it. The Cowboys have a lot of pieces. They have, you know, a couple of really good basketball players in Manny Gonzalez and, and Brady Brumbaugh. They have a Division One level athlete in Lincoln Cure. They have a great bunch of role players that do so many good things. Zach Thorson, Braylon Mole, Blair Lennon. They have a they have a real it, it is a very it's the most complete basketball team the Goodland Cowboys have had since the last time they got close to going to there. Well, they lost to Phillipsburg in the in the uh, sub-state championship game over at the Colby Event Center back in 2018, I think is when it was. So, it's the most complete team since then. Mikey Dahl, Coach Dahl's first year. And they just made a statement they made a statement by you know, not only beating a really, I think, a solid Norton team, which has two very high-level athletes on it, Roman Hauser and Eli Jones, but then they also have a team that, that has always given them fits in Lakin. And they've beaten Lakin now three times in a row, which is pretty rare because Lakin and Coach Schmidt do a great job down there, and uh, it's, a, it's a great culture down there, but the Cowboys found a way to win it. Was, and guess what? The first three games of the season, the Cowboys had won easily. They'd blown the teams out for the most part. That was a game where they had to fight for it. And guess what? They figured it out and they won. There's been a lot of games in the previous years that, you know, the Cowboys had to fight for and did not win it. So I give them a ton of credit there. Now, Gillen, don't get me wrong, has done a... They, they have shot the three ball unbelievably well this year. I think they have, if my math is correct, and I'll have to finalize this today, but I believe they've made 43s through four games this year. So averaging 10 per game. That's unbelievable. 43s through 10 games is absolutely nuts. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep that pace, but if they can even keep shooting it around a 35% clip on threes, that'd be unbelievable because I think right now they're over 40. And they didn't hit a lot of threes against Lake, and they struggled a bit more with that, but that's okay. They found another way to get it done, and that's important. Now, I think the Cowboys need to work a little bit more on developing their post game. By that, I mean feeding the ball inside and, and helping those guys find ways to score. 
or kicking it out. And the Cowboys rely a little bit too much on the outside jumper at times. They got to find a way to get their bigs involved a little bit more. That's something to work on as the season progresses on, and they'll get there. But uh, my first winner of the weekend, once again, Goodland High School basketball. What a weekend for them. First and foremost, winning the topside tip off tournament together for the first time since 2006 and just the second time all time in the 35 year history of the tournament. And just both making statements about how we're here and it could be a really special year for Goodland High School basketball if we continue to play like this. The season's very young. We're only, what, a quarter of the way? No, a fifth of the way through the season. You get 20 games guaranteed. You've played four. So you're a fifth of the way through the season. And let's see what the other four-fifths of the season have to say about that. Uh, I do want to hit on some other regional basketball tournaments real quickly. Uh, some other results. First and foremost, from the topside tip-off tournament, uh, the rest of the boys' bracket, if you hadn't followed along, which, by the way, shout-out to, I think it was Northwest Tank, who helped develop the app for the, for the topside tip-off. Shout-out to those guys and girls. The app was great. Thank you so much. That was fantastic. Really enjoyed the app. I'd love to see it back again next year. Uh Boys scores. Third, Norton beat Ulysses for third, 48-46. As I said, I think Norton's got a couple of really high-level athletes. They're going to get better as the season progresses. I remember they haven't been practicing for very much, folks. They've been playing football. Uh, Ulysses, maybe the most impressed team I was most the team I was most impressed by at the top side. Uh, that's a team that's gotten beaten down many, many years. But head coach Matt Cox has done a great job at Ulysses uh, developing that roster. Uh, they were they've been a young team the last couple of years. They're playing better. They're a hard out. They only lost they lost by four combined points to Lakin and Ulysses or Lakin and Norton in the last two rounds of the topside tip off tournament. So very impressive run by them. Colby gets a win over Ray, 75 48. Hopefully get Christian's thoughts on that later in the show on how they did as Colby finished fifth. And McCook taking seventh on the boys' side over Burlington, 57 to 40. Girls results, you had Norton beat Burlington 48 40 for third. In fifth place, Lake and Top McCook, 66-53. And in seventh place, Ulysses beat Ray, 43-22. Congratulations to the Hoxie Lady Indians. They were your champions of the Purple and Gold Tournament in Waukini. They routed Hodgman County, 70-50 was the final score. That is going to be one very tough team coming up here uh, throughout the entire season. This Hoxie team might only lose a game or two. They're going to be one of the top seeds, I believe, at the state tournament if all goes according to plan for them, they're having a fantastic start and they're dominating teams. Uh, so they finish first. Oakley girls, they end up taking fourth after they lost by two to Osborne, 41-39. Uh, Hoxie boys took fifth. They beat Victoria at the buzzer, 41-39 as well. And Oakley boys, they came in seventh after falling to Trigo. Or sorry, they came in, yeah. Actually, they came in eighth after falling to Trigo's 72-53. Uh, was the final score there at the Purple and Gold in Wakini. As for the Brewster Sagebrush Shootout, uh, Wichita County girls were your champions. They beat Wallace County 61-45. Golden Plains beat Tri-Plains Brewster for third, 40-22. And Shylin won 67-53 over St. Francis for the fifth-place spot. Boys, it was the Shylin Cougars held off Weskin 60-57. Uh, Weskin almost. Weskin had .2 or .3 seconds on the clock. I saw this video, and they lobbed it in, and the kid tried to, you know, almost set the ball, uh, you know, like like a setter would for volleyball and from the three-point land, and it went in, but it was waved off. It, you can't really count a shot, a basket, you know, at point, unless it's just a complete tip, which it wasn't. But it was a heck of an effort. It did go in. It would have sent the game to overtime. But Shylin held off Weskin 60-57. Uh, the Cougars off to a great start, despite, once again, not playing much basketball, been focused on football, winning themselves a state title. 
Uh, Wichita County beat St. Francis 70-19 to for third place, and Wallace County beat Triplanes Brewster for fifth place, 58-25. to uh, The seventh-place finishers were Weskin Girls and Golden Plains Boys. Uh, Quinter's Castle Rock Classic, you saw Dighton best Quinter 41-31 to finish in first. Rollins County took third. They beat, they lost, uh, sorry, in, in the third-place game, Logan, Rollins County lost to Logan Palco 60-36. In the seventh-place game, Wheatland Grinnell lost to Pawnee Heights 55-26. Girls had Rollins County. They won the Quinter, uh, Castle Rock Classic. They held off the host Quinter 43-42, a classic game there. Wheatland Grinnell, they lost by two to Pawnee Heights 47-45 in the third-place game of the Castle Rock Classic. Uh, and then Decatur Committee, they played up at the Cattle Trail Tournament in McCook. Uh, Decatur Committee girls came away in third place. They beat Medicine Valley in that third place game, 44-37. Uh, DCHS boys, they took seventh after beating Juanita Palisade, 46-29. So like I said, lots of area basketball going on uh, this past weekend. Wanted to highlight that. Uh, continuing on weekend winners, I want to give Colby Wrestling a winner of the weekend stamp of approval. A great weekend for them. The Colby Eagle girls won their own girls tournament on Thursday. They've got some, they've got a big roster. Uh, do the Colby Eagle girls, highlighted by Amanda Yeager once again, uh, but done a great job uh, so far early this season. But the Eagles, the Eagle ladies, they win their tournament on Thursday, and then the boys team in what I've always thought is one of the coolest tournaments for wrestling. Uh, all year long is the Eagle Invitational. I love how it's dual style. I love that. That's that's more interesting to me than just the individual stuff. I love the team part about that uh, when it comes to the Eagle Invitational. Other, but I love the dual style tournaments, and I think that's what makes it so cool. And Colby, after going pretty much went six and zero in their own in duels, and ended up finishing second. Their lone loss coming to Pine Creek, Colorado, but ended up finishing second at their own Eagle Invitational. So congratulations, to the Eagles. First year head coach Cole Garcia. Uh, they're under since because they're underneath new co- coaching this year, but a great showing from the Eagles as they saw so a great all, all around weekend, both boys and girls, uh, taking home top two spots at their home home wrestling invitationals. They are definitely a winner of the weekend. Uh, some other wrestling results from once again a very busy wrestling weekend. You had Oakley place 14th and Goodland place 15th at the Eagle Invitational. Oakley went two and five in duels. Goodland went one and six in duels this weekend. Uh, Great Bend girls invite on, I think it was Friday, and rolled into Saturday. Oakley had the best showing of any team. They finished ninth as a team. Brooke Smith, first at 155. Otavia Kane placed first at 170. Uh, St. Francis had a 21st place finish. Goodland had a 23rd place finish. I do know that Destin Gonzalez finished second at 145. Lola Burke had, I think, a top five spot at placing as well there at the Great Bend girls invite. Uh, and then Hoxie went and competed at the Clay Center Tournament. Their boys, they placed second. Ten placers, four and first. That was Gavin Shippers at 285, Duncan Bell at 157, Ian Giancola at 120, and Cash Schlitz at 113. Uh, Their girls, Hoxie girls, placed 12th at that Clay Center uh, Tournament. They had three placers. Uh, Rollins County boys, they went and wrestled at the uh, Southern Valley, finished in 11th place. Gus Hansen, though, did win first at 157. And then on Friday, the Ellis Railer Round Robins, St. Francis, took six. They had 13 placers with Shane Todd leading the way, first place at 132. Decatur Committee also there. They took seventh uh, with six placers at the Ellis Railer Round Robins. So, like I said, it was a very loaded weekend of, of wrestling and basketball. And 
Once again, a tip of the cap, especially to Goodland and to Colby. Uh, to Goodland Basketball and to Colby Wrestling. Both had phenomenal weekends at their own home tournaments. Uh, so they're winners of the weekend. And then one more winner before we get to break. I want to highlight this. But I, I got to give a winner of the weekend to Jets quarterback Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has been thrown under the bus so much for so long for how bad he has been. And he does deserve it. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. But he's been thro- he's been definitely thrown under the bus a lot in his career. But boy, he had a phenomenal game yesterday as the Jets walloped uh, the you know the, the very impressive Houston Texans team. Thirty to six was the final. But Wilson, remember last remember he he played he started you know he had he was not playing he was playing to be the backup behind Rodgers. Rodgers gets hurt in the first pretty much play of the season. He's out for the rest of the year. Wilson's back into the fire. He leads him in a win in that first game of the year. He struggles. He struggles. He struggles. He gets benched. For Tad Boyle, gets benched for Trevor Simeon. They don't like the way those guys look. They bring, they bring, they ask Zach to come back. He's like, I don't know if I want to come back. I mean, I've, I've been absolutely crushed by all this. He ends up coming back. He goes for 301 yards, two touchdowns, has a career best passer rating and completion percentage at 75%, and uh, just has a great game and. Robert Saul, the head coach, called it the best game of his career, and it left his teammates buzzing about his resilience. That's what Robert Salas said uh, post-game yesterday. So congratulations to him, and also a quick congratulations in the NFL to an, to an old friend that returned from pretty much retirement is what I would call it. Um, so Jet, uh, Jets quarterback Zach Wilson had a great game, and how about the performance of Browns quarterback Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco, with gray in his beard and all, goes 26 of 45 for 311. Three touchdowns, one pick for Joe Flacco, leading the Browns to a 31-27 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars, keeping the Browns' playoff hopes alive despite having horrific quarterback issues. So, salute to those two guys. A couple of quarterbacks that were kind of been thrown in the fire. And they lived up to it yesterday in the NFL. And those are my winners of this weekend. So, once again, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we've got more to get to here on the show, uh, including losers of the weekend. By the way, I also have two tickets left from the Kansas Lottery. Two uh, sparkling instant scratch, uh, scratch tickets from the Kansas Lottery. So, if you want to be a winner, text in the word sparkling to 785 899 2222. You can be a winner from the Kansas Lottery. Text in the word sparkling now during the break. I got two more. First two will be the winners of our instant scratch ticket sparkling Kansas Lottery. So, give us a text right now throughout the break. We'll come back. We'll get to weekend losers next. And boy, we got a lot to get in on that. This is the Morning Blitz. <laughs> 